0: How did you find out about her?
1: I was looking for a story about strong, independent women. You, you know, women who, who excelled at what was once considered men's work.
0: And that's how you found Mary Shanley? Right. Yeah, sort of. I'm so proud of... What did you say?
1: Actually, I was looking for stories about successful women pickpockets.
0: You are hopeless.
1: Come on, whatever happened to all's well that ends well? From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas. And in episode 35, a story about the mistake Irving Berlin made when he wrote, you can't get a man with a gun. Not according to Mary Shanley. She got over a thousand men with a gun. And some of them were women. Growing up in New York City, Mary Shanley longed to play cops and robbers. Only she wanted to play them with real robbers and real cops. But she was out of luck. In the early 20th century, The New York Police Department didn't have women police officers. By the time she was 20, though, and plugging away as a telephone operator, things had changed. The NYPD added women to the force. Shanley worked days and studied for the police department exam at night. In 1931, at the age of 35, Shanley became a New York City policewoman. And not just any policewoman.
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and all the ships at sea. Let's go to press. Flash. Mary Shanley became the first policewoman in the history of the NYPD to use a gun during a capture and arrest when she fired into the air while pursuing a racketeer on 53rd Street. Flash. Policewoman Mary Shanley arrested two suspicious characters who chose not to question the firm grasp of her right hand on her service pistol. Flash. Detective Mary Shanley ordered a pair of pickpockets out of their getaway car near Pennsylvania Station. When the two lowlifes refused, Shanley drew her pistol and gave them another option, having their heads blown off. On the way to the police station, the pair lamented the fact that they were caught by a dame.
1: Her exploits earned her the rank of detective first grade, and the nickname Deadshot Mary.
0: Uh, Well, I never heard that expression, but I know she had that kind of a reputation. You know, don't fool with her.
1: That's Shanley's niece, Mary Shanley Mullins. She was interviewed for the documentary Sleuthing Mary Shanley, It was produced by Mullins' son, filmmaker Patrick Mullins. Mrs. Mullins often accompanied Shanley as a decoy and was her aunt's off-duty partner as well. To unwind from work, Shanley, accompanied by the young Mrs. Mullins, would drop into a local Rockaway Beach watering hole. There, she encouraged her niece to show off her tap-dancing skills. But when bar patrons tipped Mrs. Mullins for her performance, Shanley insisted her niece use the money to buy everyone in the joint a drink her sense of equanimity extended to her private life as well. By the time Shanley retired in 1957, she had made the family proud. And then, something changed. She moved to Florida, sold the cemetery plot reserved for her, and cut off all ties with her relatives. Mrs. Mullins had an idea.
0: All I can ever think of is that uh, something must have happened where she lost it, and that's why she didn't get in touch with me.
1: Patrick Mullins speculated that Maybe his great-aunt felt her life was too different from the rest of the family and decided to make a break. Years later, Mrs. Mullins discovered her aunt was buried in an unmarked grave in a Farmingdale, Long Island cemetery, about half an hour's drive from the Rockaway Bar where she had danced as a child. Unlike Annie Oakley, Mary Shanley's story never became the kind of legend Irving Berlin immortalized in song. But if you sit outside a certain cemetery on Long Island... And pay close attention to what goes on. You'll see that pickpockets and fortune tellers give the place a wide berth. And that's a story I call Giving It Her Best Shot. My thanks to filmmaker Patrick Mullins for much of this story's background. You can learn more about Patrick and his work at www.cherrylaneproductions.com. And thanks to my wife for reminding me that history is sometimes her story. And a special thanks to you for finding five minutes a week to listen to this podcast. You know, without you, this podcast would be little more than bits on a hard drive. I never forget that, and I appreciate the time that you take to listen. I'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern with another little-known story about well-known stuff, and I look forward to talking with you then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted production of the Theater of Your Mind Incorporated, Hollywood, California.